0: Oh, yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're going to like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches. I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. And it looks like we are live once again. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Manny Wolf Show where my solemn promise is to bring you fantastic conversations with some of the best minds on the planet. Today, in keeping with that promise, I have Rick Denley with me. Rick, how are you?
1: Doing fantastic, Manny. Thanks for having me on your show and putting me in front of your listeners. Absolutely, man. You give me value, I'll give you exposure. It's a great (laughs) trade-off. We'll see what we can do today.
0: So one of the things that, uh, that it, it, one of the reasons you're here is because you've got a new book out, yeah. And if I um, if I if I mark this correctly, you hit bestseller pretty
1: quickly. Is that right? Yeah, true. I did. I had a good launch with it and lead up to it, and mm-hmm. I can't help but think um, something positive, anyways, out of this COVID situation. was the launch of my book, reinvent yourself. And the timing, uh, you know, people have a little more time on their hands to do some reading and especially about a topic so close to the heart right now of how yeah, everything's changed. So we do have to reinvent ourselves going forward. So what has changed
0: such that reinvention becomes a timely idea?
1: Geez, that's a good question. Um, I, I think if I flip it around a little bit with you here, Manny, is, is what hasn't changed? You know, really, we're, you know, our workplace has changed tremendously. How we work has changed tremendously. The fact that for a long period of time, and even still, we're homebound, that changed. That's changed how we interact with either our significant others, our kids, anybody like that. So, you know, there's been big changes in that way. And then how we look after ourselves. I'm hoping that people have taken the opportunity to realize that, self-care is so important both for our mental and physical health and we've had to adapt to that as well so i think you know what what hasn't changed during this situation (laughs) um i guess my
0: love for pasta hasn't changed much but seriously though so so when you talk about reinvention yeah I'm starting to sense that you're talking about it on perhaps a bit more of a meta level, a bit bigger level, or maybe even a bit more of a foundational level than people might assume. Yeah. When, when they when they hear reinvent yourself, I think what people think is oh, new career, or mm. you know, new haircut and new car, right? But what right. Are we, what are we talking about here?
1: Well, you know what? You're right. It's it's interesting because I've I'll say had the opportunity because. I've decided to make changes in my life, in my personal life, in my career, even uh, in something as specific as my sports. And so I've had to reinvent myself in those areas. Then interestingly enough, there's change that comes our way that we didn't ask for. And that can be in all different forms. And that, you know, from health, from career to family, relationships, whatever it might be. In this case, the one that's hit everybody is the COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So as we we learn about change and how we have to, on a regular basis, reinvent ourselves going forward, Uh, you know, I'll share with you a little story of a psychologist, Dr. Shimmy Kang, who's Harvard business trained psychologist and such, wrote a wrote an article on that on the skill that you most need to survive and be happy. Mm -hmm. And I question people when I speak and you and I had the opportunity to speak together at our friend Eric Swan's. Habitude Warrior event just before this all took hold.
0: Down is in- like starting. Remember, yeah. 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 The
1: moment it was like that was it. No more flights. No yeah. more. Yeah. Speed. Pretty, pretty yeah. much. It was pretty crazy. Eric for having us together, and then from that, what what happened was. That change came our way, and we look at that type of a, a reinvention. So, Dr. Shimmy Kang mentioned that the one skill, the one thing that we need to be very good at in our lifetime, if we plan to be happy and get through life in a good way, is adaptability.
0: Yeah.
1: Our ability to adapt and, and you yeah. know, not just accept change, not even embrace change, but get up front and lead it adapt ourselves according to what's come our way. Listen, when, when we change things, it's a little easier. We're accountable for it. Said, so, yeah, I'm making this change. I'm going in this direction. When mm-hmm. change comes our way and we have to go this direction, that's more difficult. But in either case, we've got to lead that type of change. So Reinventing Yourself uh, is really a book that I wrote to help others based on what I came up with that I think are important aspects of being able to Reinvent yourself as needed, whether you decided to make the change or it came your way unexpected. <laughs> whether the world decided to make the change for you.
0: Right. Um, so we've got it at the philosophical level. Yeah. What I'm curious about from a very tactical level is what mm-hmm. does it mean? How do you make the shift between embracing change and leading
1: change? Right. Okay. A- excellent question. The difference is really creating a plan. And okay. and- I love. I love to speak. You, you've seen me speak, and you know, even even in my forums, I'll just shift you around there. There I am because I say everybody has a plan, right? Until you get punched in the face, <laughs> and then you're I don't care what your plan was two months ago, business, personal, anything else. You got punched in the face. So instead of just taking that, what do we do? Well, this book here really helped people create a blueprint for their change. And I share with them the experience I've been through, good and bad, and the learnings and the pitfalls, hoping that they'll be more successful and smoother at it than I was Mm -hmm. at time, and create that blueprint. And we look at key areas of it. We look at, you know, first off, what is your why? You know, Simon Sinek said it better than anybody, and read his book. Find out your why. Embrace your why. But then I start talking about the importance of communicating that with key people in your life. Okay, and what's going on and why? So communication is key You know, we go through creating the plan and then we look at bulletproofing it a little bit as well, because mm-hmm. barriers will happen, things will creep up. So, okay, let's look at the potential barriers. And throughout the book, there's templates in there, and they can be writing in the tables and things. Let's look at the potential barriers because nine out of ten times you know what they are. Well, let's not get surprised. Hold, Hold
0: on a second. Tell tell me more about that. Nine out of ten times you know what they are.
1: You know, I've spent 30 years in sales and sales leadership. Okay. And if I can pull the two together for a minute, most times salespeople know what the issues are and why they won't get the sale, but they don't address them. Interesting. And like an ostrich. Well, same with change. A lot of times we know what those pitfalls might be. It might be your lack of determination, might be lack of funding might be lack of support from key people so we start to address those right away let's write them down and let's proactively address them so that we don't get that punch in the face that takes us off our plan so addressing barriers is very important i think it's fascinating that you're you're coming
0: out and saying we know what they are because that speaks to or alludes to um maybe a deeper issue that is uncomfortable for people right because if i If I don't like where I am, whether it's from the the coronavirus or from uh, Trump being president or Trump not being president or or whether it's because I stubbed my toe or, you know, I don't like my genetics or whatever it is. Right. If I don't like. Who, what, where I am and I want to make a change, you're now saying that it's likely that. That I'm unhappy, but I know the reasons why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so yeah. go a little if you would go a little deeper with me i just feel like did you ever see that movie office space
1: um no i'm not familiar oh
0: i can't use the analogy okay i can't oh, use
1: yeah the your viewers view. might i'm not sure that i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: there's this is this part where the efficiency experts are interviewing everybody and it won't be funny to you but uh yeah. the, the one efficiency expert says could you just go ahead and just just elaborate on that for me. (laughs) But so so it kind of makes me uncomfortable to think that I'm sitting in this set of circumstances and life reality that I don't want and that I sort of know what's holding me back.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes it's true. Yeah, right. But so look, look at an example. Look at weight loss for a minute. Yeah. Most people understand why they can't lose weight or why they're not in shape. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's only really, you know, there's a couple of reasons, unless, mm-hmm. unless have, uh, uh, class diabetes or something. It's because yeah. you're eating the wrong foods and your lack of exercise and sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the reasons that pop to mind. And I don't mean to simplify it because it's very challenging for people. But we know those, but we can't always get past those barriers. Right. If that is the case, well, then how do we address each of those? That's, Let's look at them. Yeah. And if reinventing yourself in the case that you picked up my book and you realize I wanted to reinvent myself physically and I needed to do that. I want to get in shape and (laughs) ways, you know, lose some weight and such. What are the potential barriers? Well, I'm not eating right. I'm not sleeping enough and I don't exercise enough. Well, let's look at those. Then we create a plan based around those so that we address the main barriers. Hmm. So a lot of times we do know why, you know, even in relationships, which can be very difficult. Reinventing ourselves into somebody else outside of a relationship can be challenging. And there were things holding you back, but you knew what they were and they're tough to get by sometimes. So let's base a plan on those. If you can master, get control of and understand what the hurdles or barriers are that are coming your way, your chances of being successful and reinventing yourself are going to be much greater. Right. So all of this
0: speaks to sort of a, a high level of what I'll call self-determined self-determination
1: mm-hmm. right
0: determining your own outcome right. um do you find that that is mm-hmm. the first like is it something that we just have or don't is it something that we feel today we don't have but can be cultivated because right. that's like either you you could you could analogize that to the gas in the tank or the tires on the car right without it doesn't matter how nice the rest of it is
1: right uh, you're not going anywhere Well, here's the interesting part about it. Once we identify and in the book, they can read about, and remember in the book, I just want to share with your viewers here that the book has stories throughout it. And yeah, some of them are mine how I reinvented myself physically from Mm -hmm. hockey player into charity fighter, how I reinvented myself from a corporate guy for 30 years to an entrepreneur three years ago, and what I went through. and, And there's some personal ones in there too, but there's other contributors to my story. There's a wonderful woman uh, laura and what she did was reinvent herself from the incredible um mom and housewife that she was in a second career comeback to a million dollar top real estate agent how did mm-hmm. she do that another story by anna who reinvents herself from corporate woman into a not-for-profit leader
0: uh-huh.
1: and then there's somebody as well in the book who mm-hmm. was a of mine early on in my in my fighting days and he took himself out of a very uh difficult situation family-wise where he grew up to improve himself. So the point i'm trying to say is that throughout this there are characteristics that we know we need to look at and strengthen to help improve ourselves and our chances of being successful in reinventing ourselves adaptability is one obviously and then there's yeah. several others in there that we talk about so that becomes very important as well
0: so then my question though is do you have a process or a framework for uh, helping people with that foundational piece of creating that determinism, that, that ability to be, I'm always so fascinated by this, Rick, right? Whether it's with you or another guest or, or in my own trajectory in life. Yeah. It seems to me that, <clears throat> and I call it the victim story. Yeah. It's one of the toughest things to identify. And even if you identify it, it's sort of like grappling with a really good Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, yeah, I'm in this choke lock. I have no earthly idea how to get out of it. Right? And, and it's it's that one that that there are these other sort of constituent parts of self-improvement mm-hmm. that we can see, we can address, we can face head on, we can change. But this victim story one is like, it's the one that keeps eating its own tail right it's very hard to first see it and then sort of figure out the way out of it it's like a room with no
1: so tell me do you have a way to to help with that in in the very first chapter of the book the first thing i say if you've come to read this book and you're sitting there going you know poor little old me i'm Mm -hmm. in this terrible situation right now and and so forth and But it's not my fault. You know, it's so-and-so's fault. (laughs) No, it's so-and-so's fault. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. You're in trouble right away. And I address that briefly and quickly to try and get by because I'm not a psychologist. Right. What I say is that, look, regardless of why you're in the situation you are, you need to move forward. You've got to leave the past behind you and move forward. And you can't play the blame game. Mm. That's the circle. That's eating your own tail, as you said, that goes on. You yeah, know, yeah. it doesn't matter at this point. Stop blaming anybody else. Move mm-hmm. forward from that. So I think that putting up that barrier of your past so you can get rid of it and move mm-hmm. forward to your richly imagined future to reinvent mm-hmm. yourself to the best person you can possibly be. It's huge. not easy to do, but you got to start taking So Forget the blame game. Yeah. And move past that. So the book is based around really simply why are you doing what you're going to? What is it you want to do? And then the how. And the how is where we create the plan. Okay. And I read her through different steps of creating their plan and they're writing things down in the book mm-hmm. as they do it. So there's some templates in there to create their blueprint and their plan to be more successful. And then, like we say, we give it a bit of an acid test at the end. Say, okay, now what are the barriers going to be? You might not know them all, but let's address the ones that you do mm-hmm. so that they don't trip you up. Then you carry on from there. It goes right into the point where we're looking at your closest circle of friends. Because as you know, Manny, we're made and we're represented by the closest five people around us. That's very true. Who are they? Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: talk about the importance, the huge importance of getting a mentor or coach. Mm -hmm. We can't do these things on our own. If you could, you would have done it by now, whether it's weight loss or something else. You would have. Yeah. Nothing wrong with getting a coach. I have a coach. I have a mentor. I made the break from corporate sales leader into wanting to be an incredible presence on stage, doing keynotes to help people. Yeah. And of course, I have a coach because I hadn't done it before. So that makes sense. When, when I was in this this fight to end cancer and before stepping in the ring for eight months, I had a coach. Well, why wouldn't I? I didn't know anything about boxing, the sport and fighting. So I learned it from a coach. So don't be afraid to get a coach and a mentor. And then there's a twelve question little checklist for people to go through to find out what's your ideal mentor and coach. Oh,
0: so interesting.
1: All the stages. What are some of the
0: common mistakes people make when picking a coach? When picking a coach,
1: correct? Yeah. Yeah, very good question. First thing they usually do is pick somebody that they like. And that might sound strange, but of course you have to get along with the person you're going to work with. But what you need to do is choose somebody who's been there, done that, and has the experience that they can share back with you. Mm -hmm. Not somebody who's read a book and so on, somebody who's been there. So, you know, in my book is Dylan Carmen, the one time, at one time, heavyweight champion boxer in Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a pretty good go-to guy. He's been there, he's done it, now he's coaching it back to me. So that was huge for me. So choosing him. I didn't really know him. We weren't close friends or anything. Too often people choose a close friend because it's convenient, because it's easy. Because right. maybe it's even going to be free. Mm-hmm. Well, free doesn't get you where you want to be. Don't be afraid to pay for something and get value from it. Right. I would
0: I would take that even one step further and, and say that with few exceptions, um, Hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website manywolf.com where you can either schedule a call with me or my team or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly in this day and age content is absolutely king and if you don't have a content strategy you can't expect big results and what we do is we help you with powerful powerful content strategies in short we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to MannyWolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. You, You should pay for it. Yeah, You should pay for it as a matter of energetic currency. Mm -hmm. You should pay for it as a matter of putting skin in the game. Uh, It is, it is, uh, it is, there are no, well, I I would, I almost tempted to say there's no commitment that's quite the same as putting money in, (laughs) except that there's also uh, a whole sort of uh, segment of people who get the dopamine hit from paying the money and then never do anything, but that's not about the coach. Right. Right. Um, Right. So I like what you're saying here.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Especially the importance of your five closest friends or the five people that are closest to you. This one
1: yeah.
0: almost gets said so much that it's like we're starting to tune, well, not uh, maybe starting to tune it out. One- we
1: are we are with, oh no, I'm fine. Yeah, and you know, interesting. I challenge people then when we do that, because in the book it says, okay, well, write them down. Write down your five. Yeah. And then I said, okay, if I can narrow it down very boldly to two kinds of people in your life, one kind suck energy, the other give you energy. Which are they? Just check the box right away to start with and realize, okay, if this person's energy sucking, maybe they have other qualities and why they're in your life and maybe they're blind and they need to be. I get that. But the other ones, if they're not bringing you energy all the time, you're going to be exhausted. And that's not what you need. You need people that challenge you, that are maybe a step ahead of the game than you are. That bring yeah. you along with them. Don't be the smartest person in the room. They Don't say. Don't be the smartest
0: person in the room. Yeah.
1: Don't um, be, and, and I wasn't when I when I went into this fight, tank cancer. Uh, you know, it was it was to build awareness and funds for cancer. But sorry, yeah. I did step in the ring as a signed amateur boxer. I was in a real fight, yeah. so I wanted to be as prepared as I could be, yeah. and that wasn't through friends who think they know how to fight and box and right. so on. That was somebody who was professionally trained and as well as a coach. So, yeah, make sure that you're, you're getting what you pay for. Put some skin in the game. The other point I want to make about that for commitment level, Manny, is to put it out there. Once you're on a pathway, you need to share it. Uh, I started building awareness for what I was doing. I put it out there. There was no backing out. Yeah. So this is making you accountable as well to, to yourself and others. There's no yeah. backing out at that point. You're going to lose 25 pounds in three months. Put it out there put it up there and and I talk about creating as well what many people you know love to see is everything up on a wall let's get it up there on that board yeah pictures put up the, the the inspirational quotes and so on and what your goals are let's get those up there and by putting it out there you're holding yourself more accountable to yeah
0: I, I couldn't agree more um, it there, there are many ways that we can sort of make the commitment Mm -hmm. and all of them, I think are important. Yeah. Yeah. The more, the more ways you can sort of set yourself up so that you hold yourself accountable, uh, the better off I think you'll be. And I just wanted to, you know, sort of give, give a testimonial to the importance of having people in your circle who believe in you. Yeah. You know, I came from, a family environment that that while we were all very close they all had collectively a whole different sort of worldview than me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know I'm the only sort of like big vision entrepreneur out there on the edge of what's possible trying to figure out the biggest thing I can be a part of and the rest of yeah (laughs)
1: right right. raise your hands if you can identify yeah absolutely (laughs) the rest were the safe goers and you know the it is what society says. This is best. And it don't makes, don't
0: a, a, it makes it causes a huge dissonance, yeah. right? And so if you're, if you're five closest people, which could be your family, which was for me for a very, very long time, yeah. can't wrap their head around it, can't get behind it, can't support you right.
1: uh, for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, then It's spread that way. They're not wired that way. I get right. it. Yeah, and to your point then you you've got to it's not that you don't love them and you're kicking them out of your life, but it's just the amount of time you spend with particular individuals on this topic as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and there are some other subtle kind of nuances as well. Um let's say hey to Kevin, hey to Malcolm, hey uh who else we got on the um we got Bob, we got Percy, we got Travis, we got Joe, we got Josh, and many others as well. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. the The change that happened when I had one person, just one, yeah, in my life, who not only totally had my back but was willing to back it up, right? Uh, I that that person. Well, I married her, <laughs> so that's
1: often <laughs> that's a good, a good move and a good thing
0: to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lock that down right away. Um, that's that's how profound even one person who is supportive and pushing you. Um, I, I also love what you said about not being the smartest person in the room or in your circle of friends.
1: Yeah. It's you different. should
0: you should try to be the dumbest. Now, you'll never pull it off 100%, right? There'll always be someone that is looking up to you, and that's wonderful, and that's beautiful. Yeah. But I, I feel like your goal should be to have your circle of friends, your five closest, all be ahead of you. It's yeah. a goal you'll never achieve, but it's worth always pushing for because what it does yeah. is it keeps you bringing new, fascinating,
1: powerful people into your sphere. It does. Yeah. And it keeps you challenging as well, because, you know, you've got to be prepared. You're not just going to show up. Right. Yeah. unprepared prepared and things going, geez, right. I didn't do that. You know, we're going yeah. on a tasting tour. I better do a bit of reading first here. Yeah. Be the guy who doesn't know anything about the Somalia. Yeah. <laughs> You know, these are things that you want to do going forward. Now, now, my fight to end cancer was similar. But the challenge, of course, and I talk about it in the book, too, is that there's something that's gotten us along to where we are, and it's ego. And it's yeah. not a terrible thing, but we need to keep it in check. Right. Because as one of my boxing teammates said to me, he said, your ego is not your amigo. Sure. Yeah. And he's right. And the problem was, and read the book. There's a great story in there how my ego got me into a little bit of trouble during some time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's okay. I'm humble enough to talk about it because I want others to learn, too, that this happens. Yeah. And that was part of my learning. How do I control that ego? How do I get rid of the chip on my shoulder going forward? Mm. So there's all those different things that come up. One of the things we talk about in the book and we address right away is fear. And if you're not fearful, I'd be surprised if you're, you know, if you're, if the reinvention you're doing doesn't scare you a bit, it's not big enough. Yeah. You know, I left the corporate world and people said to me, said, geez, well, unless I'm mistaken, a few more years in the corporate world, you you would have checked out, been done, retired, whatever you want. And so on. I said, yeah, that probably would have been right financially, but I had checked out already. What I was doing wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. Yeah." passion, forget it. You're not going to achieve things. You're not going to be happy in what you're doing. So Angela Duckworth wrote a fabulous book called Grit, G-R-I-T. And what she talks about after studying all different people, businesses, athletes, Mm -hmm. politicians, anybody you can imagine, to find out what made them successful. Amongst other things of intelligence and so on like that, she boiled it into grit. And she said grit's made up of two things. One, passion. Two, persistence. Yeah. If you're passionate and persistent, you will get to wherever you want to be, regardless of your intelligence level and so on. Those are the main factors to being successful that she found in anything. Mm-hmm. Really interesting read. So in there, we talk about that. So what are you passionate about? What's your grit? And then you have to address any fears you have. And there's a, a several-step process you'll read in the book regarding fears so that you turn fear around and you harness your fear. Whether it be, in my case, career-wise, coming off of a corporate gig, heading into entrepreneurship with no guaranteed income and such, mm-hmm. there's no fear. Yeah. Or whether taking those three steps up to the ring and stepping in against my opponent. Now, there was fear yeah. as well. well. How do you address that fear? How do you harness that fear and get it working in your direction? So we talk about that as well. So there's so hot- little nuances. How do we do it, man? Don't just leave us hanging. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get a copy of the book on Amazon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you plug the book for sure. And now and at the end, but... Uh, but fear. No, more, or,
1: like, yo, fear. Tell fear more about the fear piece. Okay, fear. First thing you do is you have to acknowledge it. You can't hide from it. Okay. Acknowledge it and understand it. Then with fear, sometimes there's alternatives to it, to addressing it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we do, is we go through a little bit of mindfulness, just dabbling it a bit in visualization. And we address that. So for myself, for the fight to end cancer, stepping in the ring, I went over that instance before and stepping in the ring and throughout my fight, which hadn't even occurred yet in my mind. Yeah. That helps your mind figure out ways to lessen the fear. Because you've been through it a few times right. mentally mentally and if you're strong enough at this perception in your brain your brain starts to think i've already done this and it becomes muscle memory of your mind and it actually lessens your fear because you've been through it several times this isn't my first time stepping in the ring now right that's one of the things that we do with the fear that's an
0: interesting one because um There's massive amounts of research, both anecdotal and clinical, to show that the mind can't tell the difference between having a thought and experiencing a reality. Right. 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 This is what we're talking about,
1: right? We're talking about. You're so bang on, man. In fact, I read an article. uh, I don't have it at the tip of my tongue right now about a month ago that Mm -hmm. said, if you sit and be mindful of, let's say, a workout since you can't get to the gym and you go through that entire workout in your mind and so on, it actually is thirty percent effective compared to working out. It just blew me. I just I couldn't believe that, but it actually is. So yeah, you're right. The mind, very powerful tool for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I think I hope that that almost goes without saying, right? <laughs> I hope that everybody everybody joining us here
1: already knows that. Um, um, very true to keep in mind. So,
0: so, so we've got. We've got a pretty good kind of um, uh, snapshot of, of what the book is about. And, and yeah. I think your own story as well here. Um, the thing that that I predict would be if somebody were following this conversation as a blueprint, right. the thing that I think would be the next sticking point for them would be, what if I don't know slash how do I find what my why is?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Rick, I'm going to ask you to answer that for us.
1: Yeah, you, you know what? It's interesting. I, in a previous keynote that I took to the stage to talk mm-hmm. about reinventing yourself, yeah, I, I walked on the stage and I had this this fun kind of Halloween skull, if you will. And there was something inside it that allowed it to rattle around. Sure. I went to the stage like that, rattling this thing around, and then I talked to the audience directly, and I said, "It's in there." You know it's in there. In fact, it's been in there for weeks, months, maybe years. You know it's in there. How do you get it out? And that's your why. Why is it that I want to do this? You know some of the reasons, but you know what? Write them down. One of the exercises that we do to help people do that is to write down their why, to get it extremely clear to the point that you're writing it down and sending a letter to somebody to explain it. So you okay. want to be explicit as you can in your why and the details to it. Most people know what it is. And here's the interesting point though. If you don't know exactly what it is, start with something. Start where you stand, go through whichever why you believe it is right now. And if it changes or you do it again and again, you're just gonna be better at the process. Because as we just spoke about, you'll know the tools that you want to use, you'll have gone through it already, and your brain and your muscle memory will kick in. So even if it's not your ultimate why in your life, start somewhere with something, and you'll get better at it over time, any of your so, why.
0: So then the sort of main prescriptive idea that you're giving here is to, to start writing it down and talking about it. Yeah, Okay. Absolutely. Get it out
1: of your head. Get it on paper. Share it with some people that are in your close circle. Mm -hmm. And the interesting part will be hopefully not everybody's just on board. Yeah, you want them supportive, but you also want the devil in the room. And that person should be in your top five who challenges you. I've got somebody in my circle who will do that and said, but have you considered this? Tell me more about that. Why is it not that? And that's a good person to have in the group too. But, yeah, yeah, write it down. Get it out of your head. I'm shaking the skull right now, and it's still in there. Get it out. Because I find that
0: when pressed, most people don't have their why yet. Uh, The tendency, which is totally encouraged, especially in the online entrepreneurial space, is to come up with some grandiose, complete bullshit, you know, like magnanimous why that speaks to the ills of the whole world. And it's, it's so huge and vague and diaphanous that it couldn't possibly ever ever translate into a life mission you know like like my why is to you know like i mean i've heard this more than once to uh to help the world to be a better place (laughs) yeah it's a good idea it's a good thing it's a good tagline on the back of a business card you know, but it's not something that you're ever is, is ever yeah. going to be a lifeline from no. where you are now to your destination through the trials and tribulations. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, You're right. And, and no. we'll realize that when we get to one of the exercises, which is creating a 90 day plan oh, Okay. okay. down now. Now we're going to create a 90 day plan so that this stuff isn't fictitious. What no. are the steps you need to take in the first 90 days to get your why or a piece yeah. of it? Mm -hmm. And let's write those down. And if it's to go, you know, save the impoverished world and so on, it's going to be hard to do. (laughs) You know, those steps are not very minute. So, yeah, down a little bit more to things that you can do. Start with those baby steps one at a time. Listen, you know, when you're standing at the bottom of a massive staircase looking up and you can't see the top, how are you going to get there? Right. Step at a time. Right, Just one. Just take one and then the next one, and then the next one. That's why I boil it down to a 90-day plan as well. Let's focus on the next 90 days, what you want to accomplish now. That is um, smaller chunks that people can really handle.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm noticing that there's a recurring theme in this conversation that I will say that I I, I like very much. You brought up grit. You brought up uh, reducing it down to simple single steps, Mm-hmm. The, theme, the theme here that I think is important. Oh, stay, you know, being in action, aka starting to write down your why and express yeah. it and massage yeah. it verbally and talk to people about it. Absolutely. These are the things that I think people miss, man. These mm-hmm. are the things that that I think that, you know, like the big magical life-changing vision is really an expression of a lot of little mundane pieces.
1: Right.
0: And I don't think people understand that necessarily. And as a result, we sort of get into this navel gazing. Yeah. You know, where you can talk about it really well in these big, broad terms. But, you know, it's funny because you're still living in a one-bedroom apartment and you're driving a 96 Honda Civic hatchback. I don't think you're living your why yet.
1: You, right. know? <laughs> you know and you, you've gotten so good at tricking yourself into being able to speak about it instead of yeah. being a little better yeah Did are you know? a star trek fan no
0: okay Sorry. so for you star trek fans out there there's all the star treks from the first one to the most recent one have a holodeck okay and the holodeck is the, you know the holodeck
1: yeah i know that yeah
0: okay so it's this place you can go to have basically a virtual reality experience right but the thing is, once you come back out of the holodeck, nothing has changed. Right. right? This is what we do as entrepreneurs, especially yeah. big mission entrepreneurs, is we don't realize it, but we're spending our time in the holodeck getting better and better and talking about our why and and yeah. you know, hypothesizing and and theorizing and fantasizing, never realizing there's yeah. no connection between the tires and
1: the road. Yeah, we, we call them barriers in the book when mm-hmm. I work with people, but they're not barriers, they're excuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't have enough money. Well, the timing's wrong. BS to right. all of them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I don't have the tools. Well, use the tools you have, and better tools will appear. There's always yeah. a reason that I like to counter with them, and I call them out. And I do it in my coaching as well. Yeah. Because it is, you know, listen, people say, well, it was the ideal for time for you to leave corporate and start your own company. Was not it? Really? <laughs> yeah, was it? Now going for me. Not so good, right? I mean, there's yeah. always going to be something that comes yeah. your way. Yeah I had a plan I had a plan too right in the face yeah now I'm reinventing myself as well through different things to help others and that's what I'm up for so we
0: we try and address those I think the most profound thing you've said in this interview is use the tools at hand and better tools will appear yeah it's huge yeah don't wait
1: it's for huge people. Nobody's situation is perfect viewers listen i know you're waiting for the perfect situation it won't be right. and the yeah. one thing that I, that I've asked The people that wrote in my book for me and shared their stories, Mm -hmm. and others that I've asked, they've all told me they should have done it earlier. They should have done it sooner, regardless of the situation. Yeah, right. You know, Manny, what I try and do is help people, whatever mess they're currently in, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever mission they're on, whatever movement they're creating, get it going now. Yeah, don't wait. You'll wish you'd done it sooner. That's one thing I will guarantee you. Yeah, I I think that that's.
0: I think that's so important that that makes the perfect place to kind of wrap it up. I want that to be the last thing people take away, except one more thing, which is where can we find you?
1: Well, I appreciate that. You know, um, the, the book's on Amazon, so you can get it from there. And but it's called? It's called? Reinvent Yourself. Okay. That's it hiding over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So Reinvent Yourself by Rick Denley. You can get that either an electronic or paperback copy. Uh, as of next week, when we do get back to the stores, uh, Target, Barnes and Noble and such, will be carrying the hard copy version as well for people. If you want to get on over to my website, www.rickdenley.com, you'll find more information about myself. You can actually order the book there as well. And you'll see uh, videos of me speaking. You'll also see some other of my Monday morning motivational videos that I pop up there. So I'll happily follow those. And, you know, you can grab me on Instagram at Denley Roker on Facebook as well. But, you know, I, I really appreciate being on your show, Manny. You got a great following. When I met you, I felt a great spirit between us, which I appreciate.
0: And I likewise.
1: Want to yeah, on. likewise. Thank you. Um, I know we'll be back together soon.
0: Yeah. And I just want to say one more time, I, I, I just can't express how much I love that. Use the tools you have at hand and better tools will appear. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's some of the best, most concise advice anyone shared on this show yet, Rick. So thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Listen, I'm here to support people. Reach out to me somehow, any way that you'd like, and I'd gladly have a conversation with them as well. And if I can just leave one little thing with your viewers here, man. You You know, I share this with them. There's something that they must always remember, okay? They're they're braver than they believe, stronger than they think, and stronger than they feel. So go and do what you've got to do. Absolutely, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Manny.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Manny Wolf Show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E dot com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to mannywolf.com and submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group simply called the Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join the Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see ya.